On today's Prep Rally Podcast, it is all about the championships. This is weekend of champions down in Conway in which state champions are going to be crowned in soccer, softball, and baseball. We'll be right back to tell you all about it. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I'm Chip Souza, joined by Graham Thomas, Paul Boyd, Leland Barclay, Henry Apple's on assignment this week, and Ricky Fires is on the disabled list. So you get the four, one, two, three, four of us. Four I can count to four. Get the four of us. Uh, I can count to four, maybe not to five, but I can count to four. And we're going to talk about championship games. We got some feats of the week for you, and we're going to bring it to you wall to wall. So we're going to start with Weekend of Champions. Now, Back in the day, Graham, you know, Weekend Champions were always held in Fayetteville at Baum Stadium for baseball, Bogle Park for softball, and the Razorback Field for boys and girls soccer. Now, a few years ago, that changed. Uh, I don't know if it was scheduling. Maybe Fayetteville didn't want to host anymore. I don't know what led to it, but they changed this Weekend of Champions. And, uh, Bra- and uh, Benton held the Weekend of Champions for a couple of years this past year. They put it up for bids, and Benton and Rogers and Conway all bid for it, and, Ro- and Conway got the bid. So all of the events, starting on Thursday, championship final events will be played at UCA in Conway starting on Thursday, then on Friday, then on Saturday. Now, I've talked to some coaches this week, and, you know, um, this seems, Leland, like it affects baseball coaches more than it does anybody, but they miss getting to play at Bomb Stadium, and, um, Leland, I think you and I talked about this a little bit. The the absolute um, joy uh, or once-in-a-lifetime uh, feeling of getting to play a game for a state championship on the home of the Arkansas Razorbacks is a big deal to a lot of kids. Absolutely, that's a big deal. That's like the pinnacle. Um, it may not be Yankee Stadium, but I think probably to, to junior and seniors in high school, it's really close. It is. It is. And so I'm not disparaging Conway in any way or, or UCA, but I'm just saying playing a state championship game in a ballpark like Baum Stadium is a big deal. Okay. Not getting to play that championship game at Baum Stadium or Bogle Park or whatever, to me, Graham, that's – I Paul, I, it's a letdown. I think it's a letdown. Uh, but – they are state championship games nonetheless. We need to get it back up here, I think. Can you, well, let me ask you this. Can you imagine in the football state championships not playing at War Memorial? No, no. I mean, what, I if, mean, they, what if they played that at Rogers High School? I yeah. Mean, not, nothing against Rogers High School. Yeah. But it, it was special up here. It was. And even with all the craziness of the parking because of different high school graduations, it was just a really fun thing to be a part of. Correct. Uh, now, I have talked to a couple of baseball coaches, um, and there is a, a movement afoot, uh, more so with the baseball coaches than the, other, than the other coaches of the other spring sports. They would like to see, the, the coaches that I have talked to, would like to see the state championship baseball games played on a rotational basis between Dickey Stevens Park in Little Rock and Arvest Ballpark here. Uh, they feel like if they can't get Bomb Stadium, those are your next best places to play. Uh, and also realize, and, and, and I'm you know trying to be you know conscious of this. 
playing in the central part of the state is better for all schools concerned because of travel. It's easier to get yes. into into Conway, Little Rock, uh, from other places because it is the central part of the state. The northwest part of the state is more difficult to get to. It's a more longer drive because it's, because it is in the northwest corner of the state. Be no different if the championship games were played in El Dorado. They'd be hard to get to because it'd be in the I'm directly challenged. They're left of the center of the state. <laughs> 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 you got to go by Junior's car and turn left there by the big stump. Used to be a big tree there. That's that's how I do directions. It, it, it'd be just like playing in Jonesboro. It'd be the same thing. In the, same in, thing. In, the, in the northeast corner. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. You're you're 100 um, right. So, uh, but anyway, there I, I was told that there's a movement afoot uh, for that. That would that would at least be a, these players playing in a big venue and a big ballpark and you know that that sense of accomplishment, but. Uh, um, it is what it is, and, and they'll play them. And you know what? That big wooden trophy lead that they give at the end of the game is still a big deal, no matter where you play it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's still a state championship, and, and, you know, they're happy to be playing for that. And, you know, you talk about the baseball coaches. You know, the, the baseball all-star game was one of the last ones that was added to the AAA. Right. The Arkansas Baseball Coaches Association actually had their – well, they had their own association – and they kind of did their own all-star game mm-hmm. before they were officially a they part did. of the AAA all-star game. So they're uh, they're kind of accustomed to maybe doing things uh, on their own and then kind of the way they like it anyway. Yeah. All right, so let's break this down by sport. We're going to start with baseball because we're going to go alphabetical. So we're going to start with baseball. The on, on Thursday, which will be tomorrow, today is Wednesday, we're taping the show on Wednesday, tomorrow at 10 a.m., Taylor – versus Mount Ida for the 1A state baseball championship. That will be at 10 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, the 6A state championship baseball game will be played at 1 p.m. on Thursday. That is Springdale Harbor against Bentonville. And in case you're wondering why would they be playing the quote-unquote marquee 6A state championship game on a Thursday at 1 o'clock, the reason is is that Harbor, its graduation, I think, is on Friday and Bentonville's on Saturday. It might be Bentonville on Friday, but one of them other, is on Friday, one's on yeah. Saturday. And so um, they opted to take the earlier game so that it did not impact their graduation. Yeah, they, they, the AAA sent out a press release about that this year. The first time I remember them doing, or not, not first time I remember them moving graduate or moving games, but acknowledging, hey, graduation's important. Right. And we've had kids over the years that have had to miss their own graduation to play in a state final. Right. And that's yes. not right either. No, no, no. you're you're a hundred percent right, yeah. Graham. And we've had. Uh, w- before the game, they've had little ceremonies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been, I, yeah. I've watched them. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them yeah. taking taking a little photo. Absolutely. You know. um, so that's the two baseball games on on a Thursday. On Friday, now there's a gap in between the games because UCA is playing baseball on their baseball field. So there's going to be a gap on Friday. The uh, 4A state championship will be played at 10 a.m. Friday. That is Lone Oak versus Ashdown, and then. It, they don't play again until seven o'clock, when the two A state championship game, Palestine Wheatley or Palestine, how do they say it here, Palestine, Palestine, Palestine Wheatley, Wheatley takes on Woodlawn, going for its ninth fall, its ninth state championship wow. since two thousand and eight. Uh, they will play at seven o'clock, and then to finish up the baseball, that takes us to Saturday, uh, the three A state baseball championship, Harding Academy versus Rivercrest at four. And the five A state championship, Little Rock Christian versus Valley View at seven o'clock. Now I got a, I got a question here because I, I maybe I'm just remembering this differently. And Paul, maybe you can help me out here. 
back in the day when there were only five classifications, 1A through 5A, didn't they play every game on that one Saturday at Bob uh, yes, Stadium? Yes, they did. Yes. Because, uh, that was yes. a long day. Yes. My boys went to school at Fort Smith Christian at that time, and we won the 1A state championship in 2002. Uh, I believe that's correct. And we played it, I believe it was 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Old 9 a.m. baseball. Right. 9 a.m. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, all day but, long. But I like how they split this up into over three days now because now you're not really on so, so much of a time crunch, and that's good. Correct. All right, so that's the baseball. Soccer will not be played on Thursday. Soccer doesn't start until Friday. Friday. In the soccer, on Friday, the girls' 4A match is Joe T. Robinson against Harding Academy at 10 a.m. That's in 4A. The 3A Girls State Championship match is Episcopal Collegiate versus CAC at 2 p.m. On the boys' side, Springdale versus Conway Boys, 6A State Championship, 1 o'clock on Friday, 5A Boys State Championship, Hot Springs Lakeside versus Russellville at 4 o'clock. So if you're keeping score there, that's 10 a.m., 1 p.m., no, all day or noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah noon, uh, all the way through to 4 o'clock. Uh, going to Saturday, more soccer. Girls 5A. Uh, Pulaski Academy versus Harrison girls at noon, and Fayetteville versus Bentonville girls at 6 o'clock. On the boys' side, they play the boys first, by the way, on Saturday. On the boys' side, DeQueen versus Dardanelle at 10 a.m., and then this is two teams from up here, way up here, way, way, way up in the northwest part of the state, Green Forest against Haas Hall Bentonville at 4 o'clock, and that will take care of the soccer on Saturday. Uh, of the of that grouping there, uh Leland, who, who has found a new found love for soccer, or maybe not. <laughs> Leland got thrown into the soccer coverage down there. Leland goes, I don't even know. I've never even watched a soccer match, much less covered one. I said, That's He did a good right. job with it. I was really proud of him on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think he should well, do like, this on a full-time like basis. Like Carol McElvain said, of course, there's always a human element to it. Yeah. There's always somebody that's going to hit a game-winning goal, and there's always – players and coaches that are just ecstatic after the games and the games were very exciting especially that sudden death penalty kick PKs. game between Fayetteville and Mount St. Mary yeah Leland you could write about a ping pong match and probably make it exciting that's so. right that's right speaking of ping pong, maybe he'll cover that next time uh so that gets us over to softball um Softball will be played on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. On Thursday, the first game for softball that day will be 6A. And, Paul, this is not the teams I thought that were going to be there because I sure thought Bentonville would be there, but they got upset. So it's going to be Bryant versus Cabot at 4 o'clock and Taylor versus Bradley at 7 o'clock. Big day for Taylor. and, and on Yeah, the yes. boys and girls both. Huge huh. day. Yeah. Uh, taking us to Friday on the softball side, we will have – Mansfield versus Riverside at 1 o'clock for the 2A state championship. Gravit versus P. Ridge at 4 o'clock for the 4A state championship. That gets us to Saturday. The final two softball games will be Atkins versus Boonville at 10 a.m. and Benton versus Greene County Tech at 1 p.m. And that wraps up your weekend of champions down in Conway. Whole lot of action. Whole lot of actions. I believe if I counted this up correctly, something like 12 state champions or something like that are going to be crowned. I might have missed a few, something like that. It might be 14. Could be 27, but I think it's 12. Um, but anyway, a lot of state champions will be crowned, and uh, it'll be a big day for all of those teams, obviously. So let's break this down. 
On the baseball side, Paul, we're going to talk about that first. Okay. We talked all year long on the podcast about how tough the 6A West Conference was from top to bottom. That It's a nine-team conference now because of the inclusion of Fort Smith Northside in. It made a nine-team conference in the 6A West and a, uh, a seven-team conference in the 6A Central. But from one through nine, and Leland, you covered some baseball, the 6A West top to bottom was incredibly tough. Oh, absolutely. It was it was great top to bottom, and it was a great conference to cover because every single game was big. Uh, and, and, again, we've talked about how they do it, the Monday, Tuesday, uh, two-game series, home and away. Nobody had an advantage. No. Like in the 5A where somebody may have a – both games of a doubleheader, a key doubleheader at home. Correct. There was there was none of that. Yeah. And the pitching again, uh, and the West I think has been known for pitching through the years, and it was uh, tremendous again. And we'll see uh, some tremendous pitching uh, in Thursday's championship game between those two teams. No question. So at Springdale Harbor, uh, they were the number two seed in the conference. Uh, drew a first round by. They are going to be taking on Bentonville at 1 o'clock. Now, Leland, raise your hand if you've heard this before. Bentonville turned it on in the state tournament. It's, oh, yeah. It's, every, it's not an accident. It's, it's every it's no year. no surprise. I mean, you look at the two coaches of these teams, and, and there's a reason why these teams are playing for a state championship on Thursday. It, you know, it, Bentonville, they had to battle to the very end to get one of those six seeds in, in the West. Uh, they didn't get a first-round bye. You know, they were a lower seed. Only Harbor and number one seed Rogers got the first-round buys. Uh, but Bentonville, just like they did last year, uh, you know, they were kind of laying in the grass over there, uh, a lower seed, and then, when it, you know, when they when they said play ball, the Tigers answered Ready the call. To go. They answered the call. And uh, that's, I mean – that's that's kind of been their mo for the last th- two, three, four years, or maybe even longer than that. When I say two or three, I could mean eight or nine. Uh, but anyway, for the last few years, and Bentonville, uh, you know, they turned it on there, and uh, they are back now playing for a state championship um, against a Harbor team that's also been very, very good under Dustin Helmkamp. Uh, of course, Bentonville, Todd Abbott, and uh, two longtime coaches, highly successful. This should be a great game. I'm going to guess. I don't know who will throw for Bentonville. You can imagine probably the Harbor will throw Ross Felder um, in that game on uh, four, five days rest, four days rest, six days, whatever it is. Uh, they played Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, so five, be, five or six days. Yeah, he'll yeah. be ready to go. Uh, so that should be a really good game. And, again, that one is scheduled for 1 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, you know, Rodgers – Paul had outscored Bentonville. I think Leland what in three games or two games, but for sure, for sure two and maybe three games this year. Twenty-seven to two. Twenty-seven two. Yeah. Twenty-seven to two. But when it counted, when it counted most, it was Bentonville that that got the win. And, and props to them. And and uh, they played, you know, they played lights out in the state tournament. And uh, they'll be looking to do it one more time. Well, Chip, we talked about this last week too. About you know, there there's some. I mean, those kids have been through some stuff, you know, with the death of their teammate, yep. and you know, divine call it divine intervention. They won. They beat uh, Rogers, what one to zero or yep. something like yep. that. I mean, Close you game. know, that's that's the kind of stuff you write storybooks about. And you know, credit to Rogers. Rogers had a great year. They were a great baseball team, and 
I'm kind of like you, like when you said about Bentonville softball. I'm just shocked they're not there. But yeah, you know, it's just a crazy thing in these state tournaments. You know, anything can happen in a one game. Yeah, in a one game, one game shot. anything could happen. Anything can happen. Well, and we've talked about you know how baseball is more of a sport based on a series. Yeah. Yes. Than for a sure. one game, yes. and so again, it it goes back to that and state tournament play is a one game you yep. know it's it's like when the college world series at one point they wanted you know cbs came in and they wanted one game to decide the championship they didn't want an if game finally now they've gone back to a three-game series because everybody realizes that baseball because of pitching is a series type sport yes yeah I- you know, I, I I lived and grew up in Mississippi, and and the way they did their playoffs, they would have two out of three series at each level yeah, Texas to does too. to advance, and yeah. you know that's that might be something to look at in the future, but it's it's a it's it's a better way, in my opinion, to to settle those kinds of matchups. Well, I you know I don't mind the single elimination thing uh, up to the finals, but I, I kind of wish they'd do the finals best two out of three. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, but you know it, it, they'll do what they do, and and uh, I think it'd be be it, it'd be comp- more compelling if they play the best two it, out of three. Well, and and I think you truly get the best team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, want to mention uh, Paul. I don't know if you've ever had a chance. I don't know if you have or not to ever see Woodlawn play. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Woodlawn is down near Pine Bluff, near Rising, um, and they are a baseball powerhouse in their classification in Class Two A. Uh, Tommy Richardson is the is the baseball coach there, um, and his brother was a state champion coach at Whitehall, I believe. Yes. Uh, it might be Watson Chapel, but I, I, it's one or the other. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, they are going for their ninth state championship since 2008. So if that doesn't spell dynasty, I don't I don't know what does. Uh, but you would love the way they play. Uh, you know their philosophy and uh, talking with their coach is they they their pitcher you know that they want him to throw strikes um, and play defense behind him. Uh, they put the ball in play. They move runners over. They they get on. They bunt them over. Move them over. Whatever they got to do and get them in. Get them on. Get them get over. Them on, get them, them in. in. There you go. And uh, they play you know they play a really uh, a brand of baseball that, that you know any any baseball fan would love and appreciate. Um, and so I had a, had a lot of fun watching them play over at uh, at great. Greenland. Also, want to give props out to uh, before I forget this, uh, the tournament directors at both uh, Lincoln and Greenland last week were you know my goodness I, uh, we had so much weather and rain and everything that they uh, um, Greenland wasn't as impacted as much as uh, as as Lincoln was. Uh, but a great job over at Greenland, uh, Lee Larkin and, and that staff over there, and, and uh, they did such a great job over there hosting both the softball and the baseball and getting those games in, and, and a great job there. Um, Lincoln, they were moving teams all over Northwest Arkansas to try to get those games in, uh, particularly baseball. Um, they had to play some baseball games in Rogers. They played at Gravit. They played at Shiloh, Shiloh. Christian just trying to get those games in. And they were, I mean, anywhere they could find a little dry patch of ground, they were trying to play. Uh, but they got them, you know, they got them played. And, uh, you know, just major props to to uh, Dion Burks over at Lincoln and uh, and to Lee Larkin over at Greenland for, for running uh, running great tournaments over there and getting those done in some pretty trying uh, <laughs> conditions for sure. Uh, so, so props to them. Uh, so that's uh, the baseball. We'll take a look at the softball. Where uh, 
Leland, I'm telling you, I've said this all year long on this podcast, and I'll continue to say it. We have some tremendous softball played in this region from Harrison all the way down to Mansfield and all points in between. Um, but what about the job that Boonville did behind Lexi Franklin? Boonville was a team, I think, I think, Leland, I think they have 10 or so losses. Um, on their on their I, schedule, I think they're eighteen and thirteen. But look at those losses. Yeah, and it is like a. I mean, I, I'm not sure that they could have picked anybody else that would have that they could have packed into their schedule tough, that was any better. I mean, schedule. they played Lincoln. Uh, they played Hackett twice, Mansfield, uh, Greenwood, uh, P Ridge, and Gravit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their schedule is. Uh, don't Loaded. be fooled by that record. Right. So, Lexi Franklin, she's their junior uh, pitcher, hitter there for Boonville. And uh, she, um, uh, Leland, is remarkable. She, she has had a remarkable uh, state tournament run. Uh, and, you know, she not only did she pitch her team to a championship uh, or a semifinal win, um, it was a 5 nothing shutout win against a very, very good Hackett team, uh, both from the – the three A four, and uh, and not only Graham did she get the win, she got the shutout, and she got what? Lena, she's four for four at the plate. Four for four. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, four for four at the plate. Had a big RBI double. Had a couple of other knocks um, in that game. Uh, so the uh, congratulations to the Lady Bearcats uh, and with a first year coach, by the way. Uh, Chad Simpson, yeah. uh, his first year as head coach, he was just named the head coach. Uh, two weeks before the season yeah. started. Paul, they were fixed now, to say, wow. Paul, wow. Lexi was in the circle, fixed to throw the first pitch, and they said, oh, Chad, you're, you're the coach now. You're it. <laughs> Not quite that uh, close, she but was, close. He was an assistant for four yeah. years, so he was four years, so he was familiar with the team, which certainly helped, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Boonville punched its ticket to the championship. Now, they won't play until Saturday uh, for softball, and they will take on Atkins at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, skipping up, t- uh, going down to two A, the Mansfield Lady Tigers. Now, if I had a chance, to, had a chance to see them play now back to back weekends because Greenland hosted the regional and the state over there. So I had a chance to see Mansfield play, um, and I I keep up. Softball is my sport that I keep up with. We we divide that up, and Leland uh, handles the baseball stats. <clears throat> Henry Apple does the track stats, and I do the softball stats. And so I'm more um, in tune with what's going on with softball. And uh, publishing and chasing down these stats every week, so, sometimes you look at these stats that are turned in, you're like, eh, you know, um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, who's keeping like, your game going, oh, whatever. Okay. I mean, it's what we go with because that's what we have. But you kind of look at it going, yeah. When you look at Allison Edwards, man, is she really that good? Okay, yes, she is. <laughs> She, she, she. After she, you laid eyes on her, you're, 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 you're a believer, uh, right? Yeah, she, she is. Um, so Leland, you love this, and and Graham, uh, teams are not pitching to her very often, uh, for good reason. Uh, she's got 14 or 15 home runs, and uh, she's batting a legit 600. Because I have no doubt that Donnie Eveld at Mansfield, he has those stats under his, his firm control, and he would call an error an error and a hit a hit. He ain't he not he not fudging numbers, okay? Not Donnie Eveld is not. 
uh, because after their first round game in which they beat Bigelow four to three, he looked at me and said, "You just saw the worst game we've played all year long." And he lit into those girls big time. Oh, okay. So, uh, but they came back and they posted two big wins uh, to get to the championship game. Uh, they won a championship in 2014, lost in the finals in 2021, and they're back again. Uh, so, in the semifinal win, uh, was a 14 to four win against East Poinsett County. A good. A good East Point set. Hey, I know where that is. Yeah, they're Lanto. they were the in the final last year. So, in that game, Allison Edwards came up to bat four times, intentionally walked twice. The two times they did decide to pitch to her, one of them they had to go pick it up on the other side of the fence, a two run bomb, and then the next one was an RBI single, maybe two run single. So they they she's two for two in four plate appearances, intentionally walked the other two times. Uh, and she struck out, I think, 12. I think 12 in the game, including uh, a strikeout to Nice win. day. Yeah, yeah, a nice day at the plate. Uh, but she's not at all the only hitter that they have. But, Paul, what uh, what I found uh, really interesting about their team and, and uh, um, you know, that n- not too many other teams have, their whole outfield is six-footers. Wow. That's who amazing. played on – the basketball team? Volleyball. Volleyball. State okay. champion volleyball team. Yes, definitely. So I was talking to Allison Edwards and Donnie Eveld after the game, and I said, how nice is it for you as a pitcher to have six-footers, and not just six-footers, these girls can run fast. Athlete, athletes. Yeah, because, Leland, they were also semifinalists in basketball, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So and great state, athlete. Champions, state champions in indoor track. There you go. So not only can you hardly find any green grass out there for an opponent to put a ball into, if, Graham, if they hit one that's close to the top of the fence, they're it looks like it's going out, they're going to reach up and, up and grab it. Grab it. Mm. Okay? So anyway, Allison look, looked at me and goes, yeah, that's awful nice to have that you know, kind of outfield. Uh, so anyway, they are a good team, but they're going to be taking on a really, really, really good team. Uh, Riverside's a very good team. The Lady Rebels are very good. Uh, their pitcher um, has struck out 13 batters in each of the three state tournament games. She's pitched a one-hitter and a two-hitter all three dominating. games. Not, yeah, dominating pitcher. So that will be a really, really, really good matchup. That is going to be Friday at 1 o'clock, and Leland is going to have uh, that game. He's going to cover that one. I get the 4 o'clock game. It's gravity against P. Ridge for the fourth time this year. Uh, they play. Gravit has won all three going into this mm, game. Ooh, a little um, pressure. Yeah, so a little pressure there. Uh, you know, P. Ridge, um, they're very young. Their pitcher is Emery Bolin, a sophomore. She's the girl that earlier this season against Rogers Heritage, a team that won a game in the 6A state tournament, by the way. Uh, they, She's the one who struck out all 21 batters wow. she faced in that game, 21 up, 21 strikeouts. And didn't go to three balls on a batter. So think about that, Paul. Wow. A perfect game. Struck out all 21 batters. Didn't go to three balls, to three, on three, any, three balls on any on wow. any of them. So that wow. means no player put a ball in play. And no player came close to a walk. Wow. I don't know that you can – I mean, other than three strikes on every batter, how could you pitch a better game than that? Uh, no. I mean, incredible. <laughs> that, might be, that might be considered the perfect, perfect game. Yeah. Yes. So yes. you'll have her in the circle for P. Ridge. And also, Leland, you will love this. Josh Reynolds is from the 
Tommy Tice, Lyndall Martin, nice. uh, Kirk Bach coaching tree. Wow. Okay? Played for Kirk Bach at Harrison. Played for Tommy Tice at Harrison. Lyndell, Lyndell Martin Lyndall. also. Yeah. So, you don't get any better coaching tree than that. Well, and – and correct me if I'm wrong, Chip, but these have been two programs that have kind of been on the cusp the oh, last yeah. few years of, and just have never been able to quite crash through. I, you know, Josh would, would bring his, his Pea Ridge team over to Salem Springs every year, and I get to see them really impressed. Like, yeah. He is a really good coach. Um, I didn't get to see Gravit this year, but I've seen him in the past. They've always had really good softball. And that 4A is hard oh, to get. Oh, buddy. Incredible. I mean, you got to get through the district, the regional, yeah. state. I mean, it, it is – yeah, really, really. They've had some really good teams in well, both of these places yeah. that have not made it this yeah. far. It prepares them for the playoffs. So that's on one side. P. Ridge, Josh, Josh Reynolds, Emory Bowling, got that going on. On the Gravit side, Samantha Luther, she's the coach at Gravit, second year coach from the Randy Osnes School oh, yeah. at Farmington. So yesterday when I did my interview uh, for her, that's going to be in a massive notes package um, in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the Thursday edition, digital edition, I said, Samantha, how much of an impact did Randy, has Randy Osses or did he have on your career? Paul, there was silence for about 40 seconds. She completely lost it. Okay, like really emotional. Yes. And then you lost Really it, right? emotional. And I said, well, Coach, I didn't mean to, you know, to <laughs> right. get you emotional. She goes, I'm sorry. You have no idea how much no. of an impact he's had on my career. Um so she's from the Farmington, Randy Osnes, tough love. I love you, baby, but I got to get up in your face about this, yeah, okay? Yeah, we got, we got to talk. better than this, yeah, okay? Yeah. So tough love, you know, high, high demands, high expectations uh, when you play in that program. She's brought that toughness to those Gravit girls. And Gravit's been good in the past. Yeah, Ta- I mean, when Taos Jones was coach, yeah, they yes, were, been, he's moved yeah. on to the administration side of things yeah. now. And But he's the guy who really laid right. the foundation. Right. Now, they had dipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. When Taos left, they dipped a little bit. Of course, they lost Callie Kildow, too. That would mm-hmm. cause you to dip a little bit. Uh, yes. Guess what, Paul? they got another Kildow there. Sydney. Oh, She's a yes. sophomore. Yeah, they got her. Wow. Uh, but if you remember, Gravit's also the girl that's got Brooke Handel on the team who pitches through a – Jaw being wired Toughest shut. girl I've ever tough. heard about. That's about yeah, as tough as it gets right But that's there. what Samantha Luther brings to that program is a toughness. We are not going to make excuses. We are going to do the work. We're going to be tough and we're going to be strong. And that's what she has brought to back to that program. And Gravit's girls, my God, they got a girl pitching with her jaw wired shut. Yeah. You know, that's how tough they are. So it'll be a great game. That was going to be 4 o'clock um, on, on uh, Friday. I'm looking forward to going and seeing that one. Uh, now, in 5A, I don't know how good a game this is going to be because Benton just has, has you know, they've dominated everybody in state tournament play. Leland, what a great, great game that was with Greenwood the other day. one nothing game. But Alyssa Houston is on a tear for Benton. Now she's committed and signed to go to Stanford. Stanford, okay, to, okay to pitch. Leland, I don't think she's given up a hit in three games. Uh, I think it's it might be five games. Is that right? Wow. It might be oh, five games. That's wow. zero, yeah. zero, 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 zero. Okay? Hits. Wow. And d- double-digit strikeouts. I think she had 16 against – no, 19. Was it 19 against Greenwood? 
16 or 19 strikeouts? Yeah, 16 or 19. And yeah. she's been double-digit strikeouts during that span, too. Yeah. Now, that is as dominant as you can get right there. And yeah. there's a reason she's going to Stanford, and she is an incredible player. Special. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Benton, Green County Tech, I don't know how you know what the game's going to be. I don't know. I can't it, imagine. <laughs> it's hard to bet. The way Benton's going, it, it, yeah. it's hard uh, to even think that. Hard to bet against them, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, that's the 1 o'clock softball championship game on Saturday. Of course, Leland will be covering the Atkins-Boonville game. We've already talked about Lexi Franklin um, and what she's done over there, the great job that Chad Simpson's done in his uh, first year as a softball coach. So really, really, really good softball going on. Uh, now let's skip it over to soccer where um, on the girls' side, it's, it's no secret the 6A West um, in soccer is always really, really good, particularly on the girls' side um, in the last – in the last three, four years, Fayetteville girls had won back-to-back. Then Bentonville West girls won it last year. Fayetteville girls are back again this year, taking on Bentonville. And I found this surprising. Bentonville has not been to a final since 2017. That's wow. that's amazing, considering really they, they owned the final yeah. for a while there. I didn't realize that. Uh, but they are in the final. So you got Fayetteville and Bentonville. They, they wrap up, basically wrap up uh, Weekend of Champions. That's a 6 o'clock game um, on Saturday. But how about, Paul, you, you talked to uh, Little Haas Hall Bentonville. Yes. Uh, second year program, first year um, where they could compete. Yes, they were in they, – they actually finished fourth and, and could have gone to the, to the state tournament, but they were ineligible because – they, First year yes. program, yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, good job there, good got good uh, good job, Haas Hall Bentonville. If you don't know where that school is, well, first of all, if you don't know what the background of Haas Hall is, Haas Hall is a charter school here right now in Northwest Arkansas, but they're open, going to open one there. up in Fort Smith. Yes, I have one down there. So Rogers, Fayetteville, Bentonville, uh, Springdale all have a Haas Hall charter. So this is the one that's in Bentonville, located on J Street, just a little bit past Bentonville High School on J Street. So they've got a soccer program there, and they are going to be taking on Green Forest in the finals um, for the 3A Boys uh, State Championship. So, Paul, tell me a little bit about Haas Hall. What what else do you know about them? What, you know, just really, they, they, they've just been tough. I mean, yeah. they've, they've known how to, to compete. And uh, they've competed well. Uh, like I said, had an, finished fourth last year, could have, you know, made the state, qualified for the state tournament. Right. But because of the fact that it was their first year, they, right. they got started uh, middle of the cycle, that they were ineligible. Gotcha. And I, I could add a little bit to, the, to that game. Uh, you know, the Green Forest program has been pretty good it for has a while. Been. It yes. has been. Um, and uh, they're – their head coach of last year's team, Eric Perez, is now an assistant coach at Siloam Springs. But I know they they were really feeling good about pulling him away from a good Green Forest program. Those kids can play up there. Now you got to let the the state representative in Green Forest know. You know he's the one who says he's the one who put that measure out there that if a public school plays a private school in the state <laughs> championship, that the public school gets awarded a state championship trophy whether they win or lose. Okay, I don't know how that bill. <laughs> I can't even imagine trying to yeah. put – how can you even with a straight face put that out there? But anyway, he did. So, but he needs to know 
Haas Hall is not a private school. It is a public Char- charter, charter school. school. So I don't know if he knows the difference or not. Yeah, I'll, uh, well, I'll send him a letter. Yeah, send him a letter so that he knows that they're not a private school. They're a, they're a public school. So uh, he needs to know that. So that is the 4 o'clock game on Saturday. also want to mention the Harrison girls. Graham, it seems like every year Chris Pratt has his team playing in a state championship match. You know, he, he told me he passed along a little fact, which somebody which he said somebody else passed to him, but he said that the Harrison girls have been in a state semifinal every year since 2009. I think that's pretty good. That's really yeah, good. I think that's pretty good. And, you know, the only year they didn't was the 2020 year. I'm sure they would have been there then, too. Yeah. But uh, then, as far as, you know, I believe they're playing for their eighth state title, maybe, wow. in the girl in the girls. That sounds wow. right. Um, he, he sent me the list. and Well, I know Claire Barger is a big-time player for them. Yeah, you know, and, and, and she's a big-time uh, soccer player, and she's going to go play basketball yeah. at JVU. Yeah, yeah. So, she's just a great athlete. I mean, and she had a you know she had a big state tournament over in Jonesboro. That was kind of a cool setup because they proactively used four fields, and, it, and the weather was awful over there, just yeah. like it was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But they were able to get everything in. Also, want to mention too about Harrison. Their softball team made it to the semifinals of the Class Five A uh, state tournament. They had a yeah. really really good year. They won like twenty something games. Yeah, and had a good year. Yeah, had a had a good year over there for them. Uh, so, and then that gets us to the boys six A. Uh, Springdale, which has, they've been, in my opinion, the most dominant boys soccer program in Class 6A for a while, and D.J. Beeler just does such a great job over there um, with those guys. They are back in a state championship. They will play at 1 o'clock on Friday against Conway. Uh, should be a good one. Uh, Leland, you you had a chance to see the, or was that Harold? What Did you or Harold see the Springdale boys? I did not. I covered Conway boys, and Conway boys are very good. Very good. So it should be a good They've one. They've got an all-state goalie who came over. He's a senior. He's played the last two years at Conway. Before that, he came over from St. Joseph. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, one thing about Springdale uh, that they do is they are, if they're if they're anything like they were have been in the past when I've covered their games, and by the way, I will, I'm going to go down there and cover that, they are relentless in their attack. Um, when you look out there, how many's on a field at one time? Uh, the goalie and 10 uh, players, 11. 11? 11. You cannot tell the difference in any of the 10 Springdale players out there. They are all about five foot eight, about 140 pounds, and they run like the wind. They never get tired. They run forever and ever and ever. And they just, what they do is they run opposing teams into the ground. They just, that's what they do. And they just attack and attack and attack and attack. And it's like, you know, the waves crashing on the beach. You're like, it just never stops, One after man. another. <laughs> it just yeah. never stops. And so what a great job DJ has done in adapting his program to match the talents of he, what he has at that in that program. And let me tell you, they got a lot of talent. And you talk about, you know, the 6A West baseball circuit being tough. The 6A West soccer oh, yeah, it's, is it's, yeah. big time. You know, there, there's a little more top-heavy on the girls' side, but on the boys' side, I think we've had Harbor win it. Yep. We've had Fayetteville, Rogers, yep, Rogers, Fayetteville, yep. Bentonville. They've yep, all won it within the last yep. few years. Yep. And, you know, it's a great league. It is. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, so that is a little preview of state uh, of uh, – I'm still calling it Weekend of Champions. Oh, I don't know definitely. If that's what, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what I'm calling it. All right. Bring it back here. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's talk about feats of the week, and I'm going to go first, and I've already told you what my feat of the week, and although she's not a Northwest Arkansas girl, how can any feat be bigger than Alyssa Houston, who's pitched five consecutive no-hit games for Benton? I don't know how you would ever in the world top that. Uh, that's my feat of the week. Uh, Greenwood did a great job of keeping that game one nothing, and they battled in there. And I tell you what, Leland, uh, Greenwood's program uh, under Donnie Hart is going to be very good. It's going to be very good. This, this was his first year. Yeah. You know, they took a couple of lumps early, but they ended up coming back and finishing second in the 5A West behind Van Buren. So and, they, they they came on at the end of the year. Well, and, and you know, can, Van Buren and Greenwood yeah. were in the semifinals. Yeah, and you can say they did it, Paul, without arguably their best player. Wow. Maddie Cartwright didn't play softball this year. Instead, yeah. chose to focus on basketball, basketball, which that's what she's going to play in college. Boy, that's, that's scary to think about what they yeah. could have done. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's let yeah, that definitely. one sleep in a minute. Definitely. <laughs> Maddie Cartwright, uh, pretty good softball player. So that, But that's my feat of the week. Alyssa Houston uh, for Benton. Wow, phenomenal, incredible player going to Stanford. Graham, you got a, you got a feat of the week. You know, I've got one. Uh, I'm going to go – it's maybe breaking the rules, so I apologize. I'm going to go two girls from Harrison okay. Girls Soccer. You got Claire Barger, who we already talked about. She had four goals in three games. And then we got Riley Myers, three goals, two assists in in three games in the state tournament. You know, Harrison had a great run. They won their first game pretty handily. Then they beat Little Rock Christian. And then they beat Valley View at Valley View on their home floor to go to the state finals. So those two girls, I mean, that's that's a tough road to hoe in in the 5A girls soccer. Chris Pratt. Uh, coach, great coach, yep. going for his eighth state title since 2002. Wow. I mean, Harrison girls, there's unbelievable job. And Man. they're going to be playing a really difficult team in Pulaski Academy who's really good, too. That is fantastic. Paul, you don't have one, though, right? No, no okay. I don't have All right, Leland, I'm going to skip over to you. I'm going to go, uh, of course, it's a name that's very familiar on this uh, on this show, Anna Woolsey okay. of Ozark. Miss 50. Won the 100 200 and 400 meter dashes at the meet of champs and, you and wow. if you're not familiar with the meet of champs that's the champions from all the classifications in the state yep and she won the 100 200 and 400 um yeah she's the first one to win all three of those at the meet of champs since um tiana wilson of hamburg okay. in 2017 okay who went on to be the Arkansas Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year and went on to the University of Arkansas. Correct, correct. Here is the list of other girls in the history of the Girls Meet of Champs, which was started. The girls were added to the Meet of Champs in 1977. So there have been, including the one that, or not including the one that was canceled a couple of years ago, 46 now Girls Meet of Champs. Here's the list that have won the 100, 200, and 400 in the girls at the meet of champs. Okay. Anna Woolsey. That, that's it. <laughs> Anna Woolsey and Tiana Wilson. There you go. Two, two uh, in 46 it, years have won wow. the 100, 200, and 400. Leland, that is like, uh, you saying that is like, uh, if you remember uh, uh, legendary football coach Bum Phillips. Yes. Once said of Earl Campbell. He may not be in a class by himself, but it don't take long to call roll. <laughs> Anna Woolsey, Miss 50, who scored 50 or more points in every spring track meet that she participated in. 
until what the state I guess the state she scored only uh, 40, 40 something 40 I think plus. only 40 she, she yeah, just, I think yeah. that's right 40, yeah, she, 40. she had an off day she only scored 40 something that day also yes. going to Wachita Baptist and uh, they are getting one heck of a girls track athlete there, let me tell you so that will we also have a couple of coaching or a couple of uh, sports um, vacancies that have that have been that have come up here um, the Bentonville uh, former athletic director uh, Scott Passmore, we had talked about him going over to uh, Thaden, uh, which it is a private school, by the way, uh, in, uh, I think, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, it's a private school in Bentonville, going over there to be their AD. Uh, Chris Hutchins has been named to replace him, and Paul, that is a tremendous hire for Bentonville. He'll do a fantastic he, he job. He absolutely will. He totally will. And so good for Bentonville kids there. Um, I know uh, also saw where Jamelin Kenny. Uh, has been hired at Rogers, one of the Rogers as a new uh, one of their assistants uh, for girls basketball. That's a good one. Leland, you got one down in Alma. Uh, Alma uh, Chanley, Chanley yeah. Bottoms yeah. is the new girls basketball coach, which was not a surprise at all there. She's been an assistant under Cody Mann the last couple of years. Gotcha. And then also Max Walshausen. At Cedarville, the head football coach at Cedarville the past few years is going to be an assistant. He's going back home to be an assistant at Prairie Grove under Danny Absher. I kind of wonder, is that a head coaching waiting thing right there for Prairie Grove? It it could be. That's a tremendous loss for Cedarville because he has been tremendous there. He did what? Um, Nobody could. Now it helps that they had the big running back there. That that yeah. that helped. But yeah. they also he he built a good program there. He did. Yeah. The, I mean, obviously the Jimmys and the Joes always help. Yeah. But he he has come in and he was like well, I said he will be a tremendous he, loss at Cedarville. Yeah, he stood toe to toe with Charleston and 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 all the you know, Boonville for a couple of years and whatever stood toe to toe with them and that not too many. Not too. That's hard to do, right there. Could say that, hey, and he did. Small world. His wife was my daughter's second grade teacher at Silent Springs. He's a great I mean, guy, just... and and uh, <laughs> I'm not pushing Danny Absher out by any means, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was a little bit of part of the move. Is is when Danny and it, you know, I hope it's 25 more years, right? Because we need Danny Absher, you know, around here just just because he's because he's Danny Absher, you know, uh, but. It wouldn't be a surprise well, I, here if, if that. I joked with Jeff Williams or Dave. Isn't Prairie Grove getting turfed? Didn't I hear that? Uh, well, I hadn't heard that because we were worried about what? whether we were what? worried about whether <laughs> what? we were worried about whether Danny was going to have to be <laughs> mowing the turf. You know. Uh, well, I'll have to investigate that because I, I don't know, man. Wow. I, 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 I heard I heard they were getting turf. I thought that might have been his retirement job yeah, that he had. Yeah, he's going to be like Forrest to take Gump. Care of the football yeah, field. Forrest Gump out there on his little little tractor. Tractor. Like I see Danny Absher doing that. Um, so anyway, had that. Also uh, saw yesterday a good friend of mine, uh, his daughter, Paul, you might remember this name, Kylie Buttram. Yes. Was softball player at Harbor. Um, she is going to be an assistant at Harbor now okay. and uh, just made that announcement. She's going to be a special education teacher at Springdale Schools and be assistant coach for softball over there. And that's a that's a good move for, for Candy good Bailey. Good hire. good hire. Good hire for them. She's a good player at Harbor. Uh, so got and there's all kinds of coaching moves and stuff going on right now in different this sports is, or whatever. This time of the year. Um, and I, and we still, as far as I know, Berryville still has an opening for head football coach. Uh, now Cedarville has an opening for head football coach. And uh, there may be some other ones that I'm missing. I uh, think Huntsville. 
Huh, that's yeah, that's right. Because uh, Matt Williams, mm-hmm. not the former third baseman, <laughs> but the coach at Huntsville, is now going to be part of the Harbor staff. So Huntsville, right, is going to be looking for a head football coach. Uh, so got some moving, got a whole lot of shaking going on, a whole lot of shaking going on, and uh, we will continue to bring that. Now next week, we'll come back with a Prep Rally podcast, and it will wrap up the, the year. school year. Okay, it will wrap it up. And after next week's show, I'm going to take the keys and give them to Graham, and I'm going to tell Graham. You do whatever you want to do with your podcast. It is all yours, dude. It's all yours after that. And so we'll go from there. But we do have some summer stuff coming up. We're going to have some seven-on-sevens. Got some team camps. Got some basketball team camps. Got more coaching hires. All that kind of good stuff. So uh, still lots of stuff going on, even though uh, the school year will officially end after this weekend's tournament. Play, playing some uh, spring football games, I believe, here in the, in the next week. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So that wraps up this edition of the Prep Riley Podcast, and uh, we are glad that you joined us for this edition. We hope that you'll come back next week and join us. So I'm Chip Sousa for Graham Thomas, Paul Boyd, Leland Barclay for Henry, who's not here, and Rick, hurry up and come on back, Ricky. Get hurry off up. the DL, Get buddy. off the DL and come on back. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.